Welcome to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. Brought to you by elevatebooks.com. Hello and welcome to another one of our Elevate Podcast. My name is Benjamin J. Harvey, the Difference Maker Mentor. And once again, we have the pleasure of interviewing an international best-selling author from the Elevate series. Now, if you want to find out more about them or any of the other authors in the Elevate series, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com forward slash authors, where you'll actually find a bunch of additional information and plenty of highly valuable and free, that's free resources you can download immediately to further assist you in elevating all areas of your life. Today, we're speaking with Sherry Farrow. Now, Sherry is a dynamic, transformational speaker, presenter, master coach, and businesswoman. And she teaches people how to master their life and disrupt their perceived limitations by using her powerful mindset-changing tools and cutting-edge personal development strategies to uncover their true self and leave a legacy. Through Sherry's hypnosis training, she learned about NLP and timeline therapy. And that's basically when everything shifted for her. She started seeing massive results in her life and the positive impact of investing in herself and her mindset to get it to do exactly what she needed it to do. Now, Sherry's passion to help others achieve their potential and acquire personal abundance is powered by a vision of every human having the ability to unlock their potential and step fully into their greatness. So please join me in welcoming to the show, Sherry, hello. Hello, Ben. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Thanks for being here. Oh, it's lovely. It's lovely to be here. I'm really excited to have a chat to you today. I know you're doing some incredible stuff, running workshops all over the place, transforming people's lives. So thanks so much for uh, stepping in here. Now, I know there's some people online who are listening in, and they have not met you yet, and they maybe don't have a copy of your uh, book here, Elevate Your Mindset. So just to kind of kick it off, give us a bit of a background. Why are you so passionate about transforming people's mindset? What, what, what lights you up about that? That's a great question, Ben. Um, I guess I know that um, the potential that we have within us is absolutely unlimited. And unfortunately, what I've found through my coaching practice and through my training is that we put limitations on what we are capable of doing. And I guess my passion lays in sort of teaching people, I suppose, that the potential within them is unlimited and also then how to tap into that to be able to create a life that they love to live. Mm. So, I mean, what is it? Why do people struggle, I guess? Why are they not tapping into it? What's holding them back? Well, I believe that it's uh, a lot of it is conditioning. I think that, um, you know, from the moment we're born till, till, you know, our early years, we're literally just downloading information all the time. We don't have the ability to process whether it's right, wrong, good for us, bad for us, you know, or anything like that. So, I think we tend to, you know, then downloading all the information, but also through our life, take on board things that, you know, may not necessarily be true. So we sort of establish beliefs about ourselves that, um, you know, aren't necessarily true. But because we believe them, we start, um, I guess for a better terminology, we start sorting through the information that comes to us um, and looking for things that are going to prove that that belief is correct. And I think that, you know, that really limits us then because we're looking for things and ignoring uh, or missing out on the information that's proving to us that we are absolutely the opposite. Um, and I think that once people understand that and get a good grasp about how they filter information, um, how we sort information that comes to us, uh, it's a great way for them to then start changing that process and start, I guess, um, 
getting a better control of what they decide to take in and gives them also the ability to change those beliefs so they can see that they are so much more than what they think they are. Mm. It sounds like really inspiring work that you do. Now, I think when people are, are met with challenges and they, they, they're downloading this information, I guess they're being programmed for one of a better phrase from the day they're born. That's, when they wake up to true. all of this and, and they want to create a change, what, what can they do? What, what's something they can do to start to get some tangible different results occurring? The first thing, I guess, is to start becoming aware of um, what we are saying to ourselves, start becoming aware of what we do believe, and then we have processes that, um, you know, have been developed that we're able to alter those beliefs, to let go of um, those limitations that we have put on ourselves. And the beauty is, through that process, we're able to um, uh, notice the positive um, things about a particular situation or a belief, like, you know, I mean, everyone knows that things happen to us for a reason. I think, um, you know, we're, we're told that all the time, but I never quite got what that meant until we did this process. And it's basically looking at particular events and taking from them what that learning or that teaching was from us. And once we've got that, that allows us to then let go of that limitation, that whether it's a belief or, you know, um, an experience or whatever it may be, we're able to let it go because we've got the positive learning or that teaching that was there for us to take. And it just makes a massive difference. I've just finished to come back from a release limitation seminar in Melbourne. And one of the things I was doing a lot of work with a, a whole group of women in this particular regard and one of the biggest limitations that they had in this group, and I think it's a uh, universal really, is that belief that I'm not good enough. And it was really interesting once mm. we did the process, yeah, and once we did that process and released that belief, just um, how, how much just that small change resonated and affected the people in the group. And they realised that that one single belief had been holding them back from doing so much in their lives. So uh, it's, it's just heartwarming to see the realisations that people get during, during the process. Because yeah, as I think I say, that I'm... Yeah. Sorry, go on, Sorry. go on. No. I was going to say, look, because, yeah, like we say, you know, we create our own hell, you know, um, and it's really interesting, but I love the opposite of it. You know, now that we know that, we can also choose to create our own heaven, you know, our, our life that we love to live. You know, I think... I mean, I do a lot of looking into this topic of the whole belief of I'm not good enough. And I'm just a big fan of investigating it all the way back to its origins. And um, I just know that when I, whenever I'm investigating this with somebody, it's such a curious topic. Like, you know, you often find people, they, they go all the way back in their life and they find these incredible beliefs like, um, you know, I was never shown love by my father I was never shown affection by this and and then that means that I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough and, and it really just does unravel quite deeply so if, if someone's out there right now and they're like what she just said exactly how I feel um what can they do about it what do you suggest so they've got this deep awareness now what's the next step what what, what how do I deal with this I mean because let's face I think probably everybody out there has this to some degree What's your uh, your secrets behind the scenes of how they can rapidly create change around this? Yeah. So it's a case of just asking the question, like, you know, when did I decide to believe this? Like, when did I decide that this was mm. true for me? 
and mm-hmm, basically, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is sort of like, you know, going back in the past, like, you know, working out when, when did you make that decision and um, sort of going back to that moment in time, like you, you um, said earlier, it's just going back and investigating that. And basically, it's just a process. Um, it's a little bit harder to explain um, on the podcast, but it is just a process of going back to that time and just asking yourself, now, what is there for me to learn from this? What can I learn from this? Because what we've found is that once you get that positive learning, you're able to let go of that limiting decision or that limiting belief and take on that positive learning at, um, at that time. So once you take on that learning, it, uh, it allows you to let go of that limitation. And I think that's probably the first step is just, yeah, determining or asking yourself the question, like, when did I decide to believe that? You know, when did I decide that that was true for me? And then finding out what the, what the teaching or the learning is for you from that event. Yeah, so you'd say that getting the learning is probably the pref- the, the important element, is it? Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, okay. So I, I know that you've studied a lot of stuff and a lot of the stuff that you, you teach people inside your programs creates not just a fast result but, but a lasting result as well. And That's right. what I... I think maybe the listeners out there would like to know. So I've gotten some awareness now. I've asked the question, you know, when did I decide to believe this? I've investigated some of the learnings and maybe I've got some epiphanies from that. Uh, What else can I do like on a regular basis? Is there some daily rituals I can set up? Is there like a a practice that you would recommend that not so much for going in the past and healing, but, but day to day, how do we stop collecting more of these beliefs that aren't serving us? What can we do? Um, that's a great question. And I guess the first step in it is, is um, to basically, when something comes to you like that, you know, you, you can choose to reject it. It's like anything. Um, you can choose to accept or reject anything that comes to you. Um, but secondly, it's about mastering your state. It's like you can wake up in the morning and go, you know what, it's going to be a shit day today. Or you can choose to look at it differently. So, you know what, I'm going to make today the best day that I can. Either way that you look at it, that's the way your day is going to go. So I'm a big fan of mastering our state. And um, I know that uh, a lot of uh, uh, work that Tony Robbins does as well, he looks at that mastering your state. And that's as simple as being able to recall times when you felt really, really good, you know, it could be times when you were out with your mates and having a great time or, you know, something happened and you were so confident about what you did then or, you know, things that made you feel good. See, unfortunately, it's, uh, us humans are conditioned to go back and revisit all the bad times, all the negative times in our lives. We forget that in amongst all of that, we've also had some really fabulous times. So it's about sort of going back and revisiting those and sort of, I say, sitting in those moments and bringing back those positive feelings with us. So when you are feeling a bit down or, or um, you know, not feeling like you want to face something, maybe just go back and revisit some times when you had that emotion that you want to have at the moment, you know. So say if you're not wanting to face something, it might be a lack of confidence. So it's just about going back and, you know, when did you feel confident? And you may have to go back as far as when you first started learning how to ride a bike. But you know at some stage in your life you would have felt this feeling of knowing that you've got this, knowing that you can do this. And it is about taking that time by going back and sitting in that moment and sort of bringing back that emotion with you. Um, Mm. So it's just it's sort of changing those automatic behaviours, like becoming a little bit mindful, as they say, about things, rather than going back to negative times like, you know, we can do so easily. 
It's about thinking mm. about, okay, well, when are my good times? Let's go back to those good times and uh, so, sit in those. So I know, I know there's this concept in NLP, this state versus outcome kind of an idea. Yes. So I, I guess are you saying that it's important for people out there to first get the state they want, so go and find the emotional state they're after, and, and then just sort of live from there? Well, you imagine, like, if you start off the day and uh, you're, um, you know, you've woken up and you think this is going to be a terrible day for me, your behaviour throughout that day is literally going to... Um, show that that's how your day is basically going to go that way Mm -hmm. but if you wake up and you go back and you master a state you're going to change the course of that day because once you start a day feeling good the day is going to be good for you does that make sense yeah 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 so it's about setting the day up in the right sort of state so so what you're saying there is a lot of people go back and they just locate states that aren't serving them and then they that's use right. that as the primer of their day. That's right. Yep, that's right. So, so it's basically mean, your state determines your behaviour or, you know, the action that you take or the results that you get. So if you can change that state, you're going to change your behaviour, you're going to change the action, or you're going to change the results. And is this like a, uh, uh, I don't know, is, is this what we class as a priming exercise? And, and what I mean by that, actually this is a two-part question, is this about positive thinking or is it something different and then is it about priming ourselves so it's a, it's a little bit more than just positive thinking because I think that's where you know the uh, positive affirmation movement just just lacked a couple of things like we can we can sit there and tell ourselves all these great affirmations but if we're not seeing ourselves in that way or having the feelings that um, uh, align with that as well we're not going to get those results it's just words then i think what we need to do is really tap into our emotional feelings so if we're saying something we really want to feel that emotion um so that yeah and and that's that's that state so if you're you, you know you can sit there and say you know i'm going to be happy today i'm going to be happy today i'm going to be happy today but if there's no emotion attached to that you're not going to change the way that you feel but if you can really sort of go back and, and, and go back to a time when you felt really happy and bring that back with you and then have that feeling in your body of I'm happy and then when you're saying I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, you can't help but be happy because you've already got that feeling there. Mm. Yeah, and, I remember yeah. Um, there was this concept uh, once uh, about that because Sometimes there's this battle that people face between, aren't I just lying to myself or what's really happening? Mm. And I remember once someone asking about um, about confidence and doing this process, and uh, I realized that there are things that we do that we're confident at, so that we can, we can be confident tying up our shoes. Yes. So I guess, are you saying that if I'm confident about tying up my shoes, I should go back to a time when I was confidently tying up my shoes, for example, and then get that confidence and bring it into my, into my job interview? Is that kind of the idea? That's right. It's like you're creating a hook. You know, we, we call it an anchor. You know, it's like you're creating a hook and you're bringing back that good feeling, that feeling that you need in that moment. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, it also comes down to communication, the way, the things that we actually say to ourselves and becoming aware of that. You know, if you're beating yourself up all the time, it's, um, you know, there's a lot out there about the law of attraction and, um, you know, how we manifest things in our lives. And, you know, it's about, yeah, what 
what, um, uh, how we communicate with ourselves, you know, what we, our, our most dominant thoughts, it's true. It's what we're bringing into our lives. And a lot of the time we think that we don't have control over what's happening to us. But once people learn the process of how they are sort of creating their own reality by what they are focusing on and the language and the communication they use, which sort of, um, it sort of goes, you know, it's all coupled together, they realise then that they've got the ability to be able to make the changes to change the course of their life, basically. So it's, it's extremely empowering for them to realise that there's no need for them to point the finger and say, like, I'm feeling this way because of what he did or she did or my boss did or whatever it might be. It's about looking at them and going, okay, this happened in my life. What can I do to change it around? Changing that, mm. the way that you see things, the communication that you use and um, uh, knowing that, like, I'll just give you a little example in the seminar when we touched on how we create our own reality and how we have the ability to make a choice on how we react to certain situations. There was a lady in the training who said, um, well, how could that possibly be true? How could I be in control of what happens? You know, um, there's world disasters that happen all the time. And we used the example of a tsunami. And we said, you can't stop that from happening. The tsunami actually, you know, it has happened. People lost their lives. Homes got lost flooding, all these things, people lost their belongings, had to start again. They can't control the tsunami happening, but what I can control is how they actually respond to it afterwards. Mm. Now, of course, people are going to be sad and angry about it, but if they continue to be sad and angry and blame the tsunami for where their life is, you know, 5, 10, 20 years down the track, they haven't actually moved on. So, but it's knowing that, yes, it has happened. How can I react so I can make my life better or make my life good again? We've always yeah. got that choice. That's the thing. We've always got the choice on how we respond. And I love the saying, and I think it's actually in my book in the, in, in the chapter about Viktor Frankl, who said, you know, between stimulus, like the situation that happens to us, and our response, there's a gap in time. And his yeah. saying was, and in that gap lay our freedom, which means we've got the ability to choose Ooh. whatever response I love that. Oh, what a line. In that gap lay our freedom. Ah, oh, that is a cracker. I am totally writing that one down. Oh, yeah. That, nice, and, I love yeah, it. I love it. And I do love it. And I think that's when people realise when they've got the ability to make a different choice. I do this little exercise. You know, I get people to turn to each other and say, you know, you've all just mentioned that, you know, there are people out there that make you angry or make you sad. And I do this little exercise where I get them to turn to each other and say, okay, I want you to find that angry button or that sad button and I want you to push it. Because if someone else can make you angry or make you sad, it seems to me that you have to have a button on the outside of you for them to push. And it's a great realisation for people to realise that they don't have any buttons on the outside. No one can actually make them anything. No one can push their buttons. That's an inside job. And when they realise that it's they're only getting angry because that's the response that they've chosen at that time. They're only getting sad because that's the response they've chosen at that time. But if they take a moment, like in that gap, lay your freedom, and make a different choice, then those people no longer have that effect on them. Yeah. Yeah, Nobody I really love that. Mm. Yeah, for me, I think um, I've got this little mantra that I have on my desktop, and it's for me... Uh, I always say, knowing I am the only one who controls how I think, act, and feel. And uh, it's always important in my mind to remember this concept that no one can say or do anything that makes me feel anything. And I think for me, as I was going through my journey of 
you know, awakening my mindset. That this is probably the biggest, most profound awakening was realizing that we live by this myth that things other people do or say have the ability to make us feel something, but and they don't. It, it's 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 what we do with what they say that has the ability to make us feel something. And for me, that that exactly. was the biggest changes. You know, I think I, I think what I'm getting from what you're saying is it, it's the meaning that we choose which we have total control over, really just governs how we feel about life. Is that kind absolutely. of Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And see, and that's the whole thing. Like, you know, one of the things that I, I say, nothing has meaning until we give it meaning. Yes. Like, yes. Nothing, yeah, nothing has meaning until we give it meaning, until we assign something to it. Things that happen to us actually don't mean anything until we assign a meaning to it. Mm. So that, that meaning just happens so fast, so far out. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, it happens really at the Speed yeah. of light. Unless people are conscious and they're they're waking up aware, I mean it does yeah. happen quite quickly. I remember reading this little bit about Nelson Mandela, where he said uh, he got to choose the meaning of the beatings he got out there on Robben yeah. Island, and that was his his true sense of freedom. So the people that are out there listening right now, and hopefully they're getting as excited as I am in this conversation. I'm enjoying this so much, by the way, Sherry. This is just the best fun. <laughs> I'm loving this. I'm loving it. Um, what else? Tell me some other cool things. What else can we do to go out there and have, become superhuman and have an awesome life? Give me some other <laughs> practical tips. I want more. Well, I, <laughs> well, I think... I think that um, once people start to understand how they actually um, uh, filter the information, if they start to understand themselves more, um, I like to to, um, to teach people whether I'm working with them in therapy or whether I'm working with them, you know, in a in a business coaching scenario, in a training, whatever it might be. My goal is to get them to understand how they do the things that they do. And to be able to do that, they have to understand that um, how they are filtering this information. You know, what are their values? What are their life experiences? What is it that they bring back to this moment in time? You know, the, the now, as we call it, what's happening to them now? How is it that they're pulling some of those past experiences back with them? And teaching them, you know, how they can actually let go of, of the negativity or the negative emotions they're holding against every event. Um, the things that they can do, you know, basically, I guess one of the biggest things is, is, is that self-awareness, is, is becoming aware of, of the things that you're saying to yourself, like, and, and, and trying to change it around. Like you, you just mentioned Nelson Mandela, you know, he had some, you know, horrific feelings, but he chose to change the meaning of those beatings for him, which meant that he went on and, you know, just did some amazing things with his own life, like what he was able to do. And, and, um, that, that still, you know, it still blows my mind. I, as to what people are capable of, but they just don't know it. I've worked with a lot of people who've been uh, chronic uh, illness or chronic disease, and it's about them getting to a point believing that, you know, they are able to play a big part in their healing. They don't have to leave it up to somebody else or everybody else. If they if they take responsibility for a lot of it, it's amazing what we are capable of doing and then the things that we can overcome. So... People have gone through some horrific things that I've worked with, like complex PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. And once we go through this process, they're absolutely blown away at how um, their life has now changed because they understand how they used to create that part of their life. And now that that, it's been uncreated, they can go and live a totally different life. It's phenomenal. But we Mm. all have that capability in us. You know, and uh, I call it the law of polarity. Um, you know, I use the universal law of polarity, and you know, I let people know when they come to see me for clinical depression, for example, that if they've got this depression within them, they've also got the total opposite. 
you know, it's a bit like they say, if you've got, you know, sadness, you've got happy. If you've got love, you've got hate. If you've got peace, you've got war. You've got it all inside of you already. It's just about opening up the door for you to be able to access the side that you really want. Mm, the perception that you choose, sure. Yes, yes, yes absolutely. So, so this inner dialogue stuff, mm. what can people practically do today? So I'm sitting here now, I'm thinking, this is awesome. Uh, <laughs> and it's awesome, but my inner dialogue is terrible. What, what do you recommend they do? What can I do right now, tonight, to start to work on my inner dialogue? Mm-hmm. Ask yourself whether what you're saying to yourself is true. Is this true? Oh, what else can it mean? Sherry has busted out the laser focus answer there. I love that one. So ask yourself if what I am saying is true. Yep. Ah, nice. And if it's and not, what should we do? It, well, if it's not true, I think that's got to be, you know, that's an absolute eye-opener to say, well, you know, it's not true and just keep reminding yourself that, you know, it's not true. Like it's 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 literally like reframing what you're saying. It's, it's it's taking a different take on it. If it's not true, how can you continue saying it to yourself? What is it that you want to mm-hmm. say instead? So, and that, you know, I think a lot of people think that the voice in their head is different to who they are, but it's still them. So it's them knowing that they have the ability to be able to have that voice say whatever it is that they want to say. And in fact. You know, there is a process where if they think about it with that voice in their head, just if they imagine that there is a dial inside and they can turn it right down, a bit like on the old radios um, or nowadays, you know, on the old iPods, you can always turn the volume down. Well, if you can imagine that you've got a volume like that in your mind and you're able to turn that little voice down, it's a case of turning it down so far that you can't actually hear it and turning up Mm. the one that's telling you, you know, that you are capable or that you are enough, that you are you know, able to do whatever it is that you want to do. So, yeah, it's like we do have the control for everything within us. It's about finding um, how they work for you and being able to turn down the stuff that you don't want and turn up the stuff that you do. Yeah, beautiful. I love it. I love it. Um, So, are there any final tips or final ideas or shares that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Some final bits of advice that you might want to impart? I think one of the things is is that uh, we have to release our limitations to become our best self and it's about understanding what those limitations are. So, you know, we we are able to remould, reshape and redefine our future and create a life that we love to live and it's about unapologetically releasing your limitations, you know, whether it's for personal, professional success, for, you know, being healthy, for abundance, for great relationships, for, you know, being able to have great conversations and communication. But to be your best self, you have to release your limitations. And sometimes I think that's the thing we need to do is actually invest in ourselves to be able to do that. See, we invest in so many other things, you know, for other people and for other things that we rarely take the time for ourselves. And I think one of the best things that people can do for themselves is invest in themselves to be able to create their best self, to allow that best self is still within them. It's about letting it out by releasing the limitations that's holding them back from becoming that. Mm. So when they find a limitation, or how do we find a limitation? What's the, what do we do? How do we I locate them? Yeah, they're there. It's about becoming mindful of them. It's about 
you know, paying attention, basically, paying attention to what you're saying to yourself, paying attention to what's holding you back, paying attention to, you know, the pictures that you're creating in your mind when, you know, you say to yourself, look, I want to go to the gym every day. You know, do you have, do you see a picture of yourself cringing at that or, or do you see yourself as really excited about that? You know, it's about becoming aware of, of what we're creating in our mind's eye, for example. Excuse me. <clears throat> it's about what we're creating in our mind's eye when we're wanting to achieve some of these things. So it's paying attention to what you're doing, paying attention to what's stopping you so that you can work out how you can overcome it. And there are so many processes that are very quick and easy that we're able to do to help people let go of those things that are holding them back. Mm. <clears throat> That's quite profound. I like it. <clears throat> so... I think at the end of the day, I think, does it really just come down to attempting to live your life without any restrictions? Is that where we're trying to get to? Um, I think there will always be things that are going to be put in our way to try and stop us from achieving what we want. And I think that's where, you know, we are so adaptable and we can be so flexible to be able to overcome anything. So it's not like, you know, things won't be there for us, but once we develop these skills, it's, it's like flexing our muscle, like our mind muscle, um, we're able to then work out ways of being able to overcome anything that life throws at us or presents to us. Um, and I think the start is, is basically letting go of, of, of our negative emotions. Um, and I'm not saying that emotions are a bad thing. They're actually a fabulous thing. And once people come, um, come to our trainings and seminars and do the process, they're able to let go of the negative emotions from the past, so any negative emotions that are surrounding particular events. But if they're experiencing an emotion in the future, it's for a good reason. You know, for example, if people experience anger, it's generally because someone has crossed your boundaries, like they're doing something that um, impedes on your values or whatever it is. And it's about us being able to um, flex our communication muscle to be able to let them know what it is that they're doing. And the way to do that is for us to know what we want. We need to focus on what we want and understand what we want so that we can then communicate that to other people. Um, so emotions are actually a fabulous thing. It's just that um, we haven't learned how to let go of them. You know, something happens and it's like we hold this grudge or, or we keep that link there to that event with the, with the emotion. But it's about letting that go so that um, when things happen now or in the future, we're basically starting from a clean slate. We're not bringing back all this past history with us and, you know, exploding in the moment. So that's saying that the straw that broke the camel's back can only happen because we're bringing back all these other things from the past with us to the moment, to this moment in time, and that's when we explode. Um, but by letting go of all that past stuff, we're able to start from the clean slate and, um, and and get an understanding as to why we're experiencing that emotion at that time and dealing with it there and then. Mm. Quite profound, actually. Now, I know you run a lot of different workshops. You've got one called Re Release Your Limitations, uh, right. which people can come along to, and, and they can check all this stuff out. If you want to find out more about Sherry, you can definitely go to her website, designyourlifeseminars.com.au. So that's designyourlifeseminars.com.au. And there you can uh, definitely, I recommend checking out the Release Your Limitations and also Accelerate Your Success and master your success, which is really your certification programs where people can not only just right. learn about how to release their limitations, but actually become fully certified in the process of using transformational tools and technologies. So, 
Uh, are there any final words before we wrap it up that you'd like to leave our listeners with, like a message or something you'd like to share with them? I think the biggest thing is to believe in the potential within you. You have unlimited, inexhaustible potential within you and you're able to tap into that. Uh, don't believe that you're not capable of anything. You're capable of anything that you want to do. So just believe in your own potential. It's there. It's just about tapping into it. Beautiful. Well, look, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. I have been having an absolute blast. I've taken a couple of notes here as well. So you might hear me tapping in the background, knocking out some pearls of wisdom. Uh, I just, I loved it. I had such a great time. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me. It's been great. A pleasure. So if you'd like to find out more about Sherry or any of the other authors, then please visit elevatebooks.com forward slash authors. And always remember, giving yourself permission to do what you love is the key to elevating all areas of your life. And until we meet again, share your light, live your love, and do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. For more information, visit www.elevatebooks.com.